Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, May 14th. S&P futures are trading flat. Europe is trading off about 1.7% and Asia finished in the red across the board. So both Asia and Europe are playing catch up to the U.S. Um, from the U.S. sell-off on Wednesday. So I'll kind of run through just quick news and then and then go over my broader thoughts on the tape. Um, you know, as far as news is concerned, there's not a ton out to, this morning. Uh, Cisco last night was better than feared. Um, you know, the tone on the call was not uh, was not positive by any means, but certainly not um, particularly gloomy. The year-on-year revenue declines again were not as bad as I think some people were worried about. So you know, mild positive on Cisco, and then you had another update from Mastercard. Um, ahead of a conference presentation today. And again, I think this is going to be a theme for the next several weeks. You have a lot of sales side conferences and then companies will be giving out updates on a literally on a week-to-week basis. So MasterCard um, provided, you know, again, positive linearity has been a big theme over the over the earnings season. And MasterCard said that the positive linearity trends that they had been seeing um, from the end of March throughout April have continued into May. So the year-on-year declines are lessening, um, which is certainly encouraging. Um, and they're talking about how, you know, on certain categories, obviously travel is still an area of extreme softness, um, but in other categories, they are seeing strengthening trends. So Cisco Mascar, definitely mild positives. I don't think they're going to be enough to spark a rebound in the entire tape, um, you know, but certainly, you know, not negative. Uh, nothing too dramatic on the, on the international eco front. There were not any major central bank comments out overnight. Um, you know, just quickly going back to Powell yesterday, he's, you know, that testimony is the popular scapegoat for the sell-off and that's being cited in most of the wires that, you know, I, I disagree with that. I don't think his comments were particularly exceptional. He's a relatively similar message that he's been delivering. Um, you know, I just think that it was a convenient excuse. It's the most obvious um, headline. And so I think that's why a lot of the wires are citing it, but I don't really think that is causing anyone to dramatically alter their view on the market. Um, just quickly back on news. So China has their big national people's Congress that kicks off on May 22nd. Their finance minister came out overnight and just talked about how he thinks the fiscal policy, um, you know, needs to be quote unquote more active. You know, there's a lot of expectation that China will announce some type of stimulus at this um, coming out of this event later in May. Um, you know, I think China is going to continue on their same track with regards to stimulus. They will be making tiny, tiny tweaks. They'll be pulling various different levers very slightly. You're not going to see this type of 2008 big bang announcement on fiscal and monetary policy. Um, if anything, you know, you are seeing Chinese growth improve um, over the last couple of months. So if they were going to announce stimulus, you they probably would have done it a couple of months ago. So I think they're going to continue on the same track. Um, you know, I, I know that there are a lot of hopes coming out of that event, but I just don't think you're going to see anything dramatic from China. So that those are all the major news items overnight in terms of as far as U.S. equities are concerned. Um, just one final thing. The IEA published their May oil report. Tone was definitely a little bit more encouraging than it has been. So just talking about how demand is is improving um, as some lockdowns are lifted globally, probably not too shocking. Um, and then obviously you are seeing you know, an adjustment on the supply front given the recent OPEC plus agreement. So the IEA tone was somewhat more encouraged than it has been before and Brent is trading higher as a result. So those are the major news items for today's calendar. It's very light. You have claims at 830. Um, you know, I think they're going to continue showing the same trend of descending from the apex, but you're still talking about you know, a, a pretty sizable amount of initial claims. And then AMAT reports after the close. So AMAT, again, will be the second April end report after Cisco. Um, other than that, there are not many major events on the calendar. A couple more Fed speakers. But um, like I said, I don't think the Fed's message is really shifting dramatically. Um, you know, Just in terms of the broader tape, 
Um, again, I don't really think Powell was, um, I don't think Powell was a culprit. I also don't, you know, I'm not a big believer that, um, you know, markets have no memory of what occurred before and they just kind of react to instant headlines. I think that, you know, the market um, accumulates narratives over time and those narratives evolve. And then I think, you know, market imbalances also shift too. And so it's more of an accumulation of news and conditions that I think cause um, shifts in the tape rather than just discrete headlines. And so, you know, I think the narrative, you know, there are kind of been six big pillars to the rally, which I've been talking about and I write about, um, you know, I think a few of them have become quite brittle. And so specifically reopening, you know, I had been talking about how I do not think the lifting lockdowns is really the big, um, you know, the critical factor as far as uh, what's going to drive earnings and growth. It's going to be normalizing economic behavior. And so I think the market, um, you know, was inappropriately conflating those two. And I think it was it was reacting to a lot of recycled news as well. Um, you know, if if a if a state government announces that they're lifting lockdown initiatives, and then a company then makes its own announcement about how it's going to be reopening, that's really the same piece of information. You don't have to rally twice based on that. And I think you had you were seeing a lot of reaction to recycled information and news um, around reopening. So I think that's evolved a little bit. Um, you know, and I think also just the linearity enthusiasm. You had a lot of companies talk about how they see they were seeing week on week improvements coming out of the um, you know the trough of late March and early April, and that's great, but you're still talking about enormous year in year decline. So I think that also um, you know the, the 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 perspective around linearity has has evolved as well. Um, you know I don't I don't honestly think many people thought that you have a sharp V shaped rebound, but you definitely have had a lot of pushback on that also in the last 72 hours. So I think that's the fundamental reasons why we've kind of um, you know traded poorly the last couple of days. Again, it's not one discrete headline. It's more just an accumulation of, of new information um, that counters a stale narrative. And then the other thing is just the market internals had made for a very precarious tape. So you had you know, extremely thin leadership. You had a handful of index dominating stocks that were really propping the market up. And then you had you know very, very critical groups like banks in particular have been trading horribly. Um, you know, the BKX is off more than 10% just this week alone. It's enormous underperformer uh, on a year-to-date basis. It's off about 45% year-to-date. Banks are an incredibly important group just as a signaling mechanism for the economy, what's occurring in, in the, um, you know, what's occurring in the underlying economy. I wrote specifically about banks today in the piece, just kind of what's ailing them um, and why they've been trading so poorly. But it's very, very difficult for the S&P to sustain gains when you have such a critical group like banks trading as poorly as they are. Um, you know, and you can look at just some of those imbalances, again, the equal weight and the market cap weighted S&Ps, I think is a good one. And then also just looking at the BKX versus the S&P. Um, and it's, it's, it's hard for those divergences to last, um, you know, for an extended period of time. Eventually, there'll be a reckoning and we're kind of seeing that um, in the broader tape. So those are my views on the market. Um, you know, I don't think the risk reward is enormously negative at 2,800. I just like, I, I think that it's a relatively neutral risk reward right now. I would not be shocked if you saw, you know, further weakness, um, you know, just because the market tends to overshoot and undershoot. I don't think that people need to change their necessarily fundamental perspective based on price action. Um, you know, I think, like I said, I think the risk reward is somewhat neutral here. I think people need to just become more realistic about reopening the pace of reopening. And then, and then more importantly, um, you know, the normalization process and just how extended that will be. Um, but like I said, I don't think your risk reward is is tremendously negative because you still, you know, the, for, if you look at the 2021, I, th- I think it is still reasonable to pencil in $160 plus of EPS. Um, and so that will provide you with downside protection in the market. 
Um, I don't think, you know, I don't think it's compelling at 2800. I just think it's more neutral. And I think that it's going to, um, you know, it should mark some time here. So that is everything uh, for today. Uh, a couple more. There were a few interesting items that were just around vaccines, um, you know, not just discovering a vaccine, but I think also there's been a lot of focus on the logistics and mechanics of once a candidate is uncovered, how then do you actually produce it, uh, distribute it and get people to actually take it? Um, and so I thought th- those were interesting. I have those in the piece today as well. Um, so that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.